like to start off this morning with just uh, two actual stories, true stories that I personally know firsthand from information that I've received about the difference between first responders here and other countries. Um, regardless of what our media will try to inform to us and the, and the lies they mislead us into trying to believe in these, these days, this country was founded on Christian principles. And I'll prove it to you by the concept of how quickly our first responders respond. Now, I'll never forget I was at a missions conference one time and we were with a missionary who was going to Mongolia. And for those that may be geographically challenged, Mongolia is a country north of China. And at that particular day, he was going to get onto a bus in China and bus into Mongolia and spend the whole day there ministering to Mongolians and then he was going to come back to China where he stayed the night. And then he was going to back and forth like that because where he was going had no place for him to live. And he was giving a testimony about how that morning he got up early to go to a bus stop to cross the border into Mongolia. And he observed a young lady. I'm guessing she was probably 11, 12 years old based on the story he told at the time. And, and she had been hit by a bus and had fallen onto the, the, near the sidewalk of that busy city where he was to get on the bus. And when she was laying there wounded, she wasn't dead, she was wounded, just greatly wounded, he, as an American, immediately wanted to help her. And that, that's, just, that's just the way we are. That's the way we should be, and I hope it continues that way. He went to her aid, and he was actually a uh, professional, uh, legit dentist who sold his practice in Ohio to go work on the teeth of the Mongolian people so that he could witness to them about Jesus Christ. What a testimony he had. And as he was trying to help her, his bus showed up, so he had to get on the bus to go up there. People were expecting him, so he looked around for somebody to help, and he saw, he caught the eye of a, of a shopkeeper there from the country of China, and he, he gestured to her, pointed at the girl, and said, and, and the man just kind of nodded, like, like sending some kind of a signal. They, they didn't speak, speak to each other because the languages were different, that she would be taken care of. And so he got on the bus, and he left, and for the whole day, he ministered in Mongolia, only to return that night to the same bus stop and see the same girl laying there all day as people passed by that poor girl all day long. My aunt and uncle, who were missionaries in Ecuador for many years, and I have been there myself. I was there when 9-11 happened. I'll never forget. They tell me it's very common for somebody to get hit by a car, fall into the side of the road, and if they have no way of contacting their family, they'll just lay there for a day, two days, three days, four days, before finally some kind of an ambulance or some kind of a police will show up to assist this person who'd been laying on the side of the road for days. My uncle, I'll never forget, going into his house, he had at least, really, you saw probably five or six deadbolts on his door. And I used to ask him, good night, why do you have so many? He says, because if someone breaks in, I have to call the police. They won't come for two or three days. My uncle carried so many keys, it was a weapon. I mean, he could, he could knock you upside the head with his key, key ring. It was, it was that powerful. And I just thought how blessed we are in America. As we think about the word sacrifice, it has a beautiful sign, sacrifice, sacrifice. It means to give yourself up. It's the same sign as give up. And sometimes we look at the phrase of giving up in a, in a negative context because it makes sense. We don't want to give up. At the same time, in the proper context, it's a beautiful picture of somebody saying, I'm willing to yield myself, to give myself up to save somebody else. And we have the word sacrifice. I think we have a slide up here that we're going to put up here. I like to look at words. I'm, I'm, since I know sign language, I, 
I love to look at words and, and analyze words. And sometimes when I look at a word like sacrifice, I, I have this fun, weird game. You can call me weird or whatever you want. Um, I try to find out how many words I can extract from that word of sacrifice. And as I was thinking about the sacrifices that are made on a daily, daily basis here in America and even globally, and we'll say more about our soldiers and our veterans in November, the word that just jumped off, this first word that jumped off to me was the word cries. C-R-I-E-S. You can extract the word C. You see C and an R and an I and an E and an S in there. And, and that's the first thing that I thought of today is that our first responders, listen to me, they don't respond to phone calls. They don't respond to text messages. You know what they respond to? The cries of people. The cries of people. When the police phone rings, it's usually because somebody's crying for help. When the fireman comes, it's because somebody's been crying for help. When an ambulance shows up to, to save the life in a car accident, it's because somebody has been crying for help. And may I say to you today, here on the September Sunday of 2023, our country, it just seems like the cries are getting louder and louder and louder. And cries get louder the closer you get to this word that shows up in John chapter 3, 16. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes should not, here it is, perish, perish. It means to be at loss or to die. And, and the closer we get to death, the closer we get to heartbreaking situations, the closer we get to, to things like that, we realize that the, the cries get louder. As my dad was getting closer to the time that he went to heaven last May, I, I, grew, I, I just grew a great appreciation for first responders. He had a few falls at his house. He had a few situations come up. And, and my sister and mom would immediately jump to his aid. And with me being in town, a first responder would be there. And they would FaceTime me. And I was able to interpret through technology and communicate with him because the first responder was there. You know why he showed up? Because somebody cried for him. You know why she shows up? Because somebody cried for them. But here's the problem in America today. Sometimes we are so busy listening to our own cries, we're not listening to the cries of the world. And I'm not saying we're not supposed to cry. Everybody today has a reason to cry. Everybody at times in life will cry. Everybody has a reason to grieve and to hurt. But sometimes, if we will just realize that we can take our cries and hand them to the Lord, the cries of the world become louder, and we will be compelled and challenged to go to this world and be a first responder and say to them, you feel like you're perishing. You feel like you have no hope. You feel like you're at a loss. You feel like you're out of control. But we're here to help you. And we're not here because we're better than you. We're here because we understand pain. We understand grieving. We understand tears we understand the cry of mankind a baby is born crying and cries its whole life the cries of mankind because of the cruelty and brutality of sin sin is a is a, an evil dictator who takes its people and chews them up and spits them on the street and leaves them there to grieve and to try to make it through this cruel world. And thank God for first responders who show up at that domestic dispute, who show up at that car accident, who show up at that gunfight, who show up when people don't want to show up, who shows up when nobody else is willing to. Thank God somebody 
Somebody is hearing the cries of this world. And can I tell you, they're crying everywhere, not just in America. They're crying in Canada. They're crying in Mexico. They're crying in France. They're crying in the, on the different countries in Africa. They're crying everywhere. Everywhere we go, everywhere we see, people are crying. And Christian friend and hey, sometimes when we are still and know that he is God, we can hear their cry. We begin to have that burden. Our heart is grieved. Our heart is moved to action. And sometimes we take the thoughts less on self and begin to think of others. Where do we learn that from? Where do we extract that from? Where was that taught from? I'll tell you who, Jesus Christ. Because up in heaven, he heard the cries of sinners. He heard the cries of the damned. He heard the cries of the hopeless. But Jesus came to this earth. Why? Because people have been crying for thousands of years. And religion's not going to help us. And being a good person is not going to save us. It's not our hope. But thank God today, Jesus still hears the cries. Thank God today, the policeman still hears the cries. Thank God today, that the fireman still hears the cries. Thank God today, that that ambulance employee still hears the cries. And the EMS and the ENT. For today we are blessed because somebody, somebody, somebody cares enough about you and me that they hear your cry. Let's be silent for just a moment. Outside the walls of this church, they're crying. They're hurting. They're sad. Their spirit is wounded. They're struggling. And sometimes the church has become too much a museum for saints rather than a hospital for sinners. May we as a church have a revival of taking our cries and turning them over to God and saying, somebody out there needs me. Somebody out there needs to see Jesus in me. Somebody out there needs to be impacted because Jesus has changed my life. Thank God somebody, somebody still hears the cries, the cries of this world. The number two word that I extracted as I looked at that word carefully. The second word that came to mind was the word care. The word care. C-A-R-E. As you see that word sacrifice, you can see the C and the A and the R and the E. I uh, just took a fun poll as I was teaching the teens today. Uh, I asked how many of them would be willing to go into a burning building to save somebody they didn't know. And out of, I think I counted 36 or 37 teenagers in our class this morning, I think only two or three raised their hand. Which is fine, that's normal. They were honest and I respect that. I asked the question a second time. I said, how many of you would go into a burning building to save somebody you do know, somebody you love, somebody you care for? And they all raised their hand. Of course, naturally. And I asked a fireman many years ago that I was friends with. I said, how, how do you regularly go into a burning building to, to save somebody who doesn't even know who you are and you don't know who they are? And he said to me this simple answer. He said, I have a mom. I have a dad. I have a brother and a sister. And he said, that person in that house, there's somebody's mom, dad, brother, and sister. And that's why I go into the burning building. 22 years ago tomorrow, when the two planes crashed in those buildings, we all know the story, fire trucks showed up, and men and women ran into that building, having no idea that in a short time they would collapse upon them, taking their lives and the lives of those they were trying to save. And if you ask them, why did you do it? 
Some might say it's their duty, but it all stems back to this beautiful principle, this word of, hey, I care for somebody else. You see, we live in a world now that has become so consumed with self-care. And I get it. I know what they say. When you're flying an airplane, if, if the oxygen pressure gets bad in your airplane, put your mask on first and then help the person next to you. I get it. I understand that. But may I say to you that the closer we get to God, the less we're going to worry about our own self-care. And we're going to start to care for somebody else. When we see somebody weeping, when we see somebody hurting, we should care for them. And again, how do I extract that word? Well, the word is extracted by just looking at it. But how do I extract that principle? The the principle is extracted by looking at the life of Jesus Christ, who said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Why? Because he cared for you and me. He loves you and me. He put himself uh, in, in, in harm's way to save you and me, to make a difference in your life and my life. And boy, I thank God that policemen all over this country and firemen all over this country and EMS and EMT people care about us and shame on a media that consistently tries to make them look bad. Every profession, every church, every business has some bad apples. But as a whole, there are people that care and want to help that child that is lost and help that old lady that took a hard fall and help that that woman who's fighting with her husband. And they care and they care and they care and they care. And church, it's time to copy our first responders. When people look at BBC in this town, they shouldn't just say, wow, it's a beautiful building. Wow, they have a great music program. They should say, that's a church that cares for its community. They care for their community. This community is hurting. Yes, Jefferson City. Yes, Cole County. Yes, Fulton, Missouri. Yes, Holt Summit, Missouri. Yes, California, Missouri. Yes, our whole state, our whole country. And this is a point where all of a sudden you don't worry about if it's Democrat or Republican, white, black, black or brown. Uh, Black people cry. White people cry. Brown people cry. We all hurt. We all grieve. We all get sad. And hey, to know that somebody cares for you and somebody cares for me. And by the way, when it's all said and done, I know God cares for me. I know God loves me. So may I turn the table and invest my life into caring for somebody else who thinks nobody cares for them. We've all seen the picture of the U.S. soldier carrying the Iraqi child. I cannot look at that picture ever without crying because I see the beautiful principle of this verse and this message being played out. As he just said a while ago how a medical personnel had to, had to defend themselves and then immediately begin to try to treat them. We're still the only country when necessary. We have to bomb countries, but then we're the first ones there to help feed them and build them back up again. Why? Because it comes from Christianity. Jesus cared. I said, Jesus cared. Are you hurting today? He cares for you. He loves you. You are important to him. You are special to him. He cares for you. He cares for you. Number one, the cries are still heard. Number two, you can extract the word care and the principle of caring and loving. Number three, you can extract the word safe from there. Safe. Safe. The Bible says here in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, whosoever, You see, Jesus said anybody can hear this verse. Anybody can take ownership of this verse. Anybody can apply this verse. Whosoever, 
whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have, look at this, have everlasting life. I don't know about you, but have everlasting life is safe. My dad in his last few months was not safe. We were constantly concerned that he would fall and hurt himself. And then my mom would have to hurt herself trying to help him. And thank God my sister lived close by, my brother-in-law lived close by, and, and I went over as much as I could. And, but you know what? Today he's safe. I know he's safe. I know he's safe. Why? Because he's with my Lord. Let's see, boy, thank God for that policeman and that fireman and the EMT and the EMS that show up on that wounded person on the side of the road in the car accident. And they hold their hand. And yeah, they're treating their physical wounds. But really what they're doing is saying, hey, look at me. It's going to be okay. I'm here to make sure you are safe. When people ask me how I felt about my car being stolen from my driveway, the fact that the car was stolen did make me a little bit mad as a, as a red-blooded American male. But what really made me mad is that my wife and kids were sleeping in the house that night, and I wasn't there, and somebody came into my property and stole that car. Ooh. One of my preacher friends actually texted me this two days after he heard. He said, do those people that stole it realize that you were a gladiator back in your day? I was like, wow, I'm glad somebody believes that. Wait a minute, back in my day? You mean I'm not anymore? But we laugh about that. But the fact is, listen to me, I thank God that tonight when my wife and kids do go to sleep, I have the confidence that they're safe. Being safe, being safe, again, is a word we can extract from sacrifice. But in principle, let me take that word and tweak it a little bit. Thank God we can be saved. And when we are saved, we are safe from Satan, safe from sin, safe from perishing, and safe from hell. Why? Because Jesus Christ, by principle, teaches us. He has heard your cry. He has heard my cry. He cares for you. He cares for me. And he longs and desires for you to be safe. And me to be safe. Boy, thank God for the greatest first responder in history. Without realizing it today, every policeman and fireman and EMS and EMT, they may have been trained on the job. They may have gone to some academy. But may I say to you today, if you back it up and trace it to its origin, their teacher was the greatest fireman ever, the greatest policeman ever, the greatest EMS, EMT person ever. You know who that was? Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So today, my friend, what is in a sacrifice? The cries are still there. The need for somebody to care is still there. And the desire for safety, to be safe, is still in that word of sacrifice. So thank you, first responders, for your sacrifice. Thank you, Lord, for your sacrifice. Heads your bad eyes are closed. Thank you for listening so well today. Stars into
to say our country's far too gone and even claim our fathers got it wrong but i won't give up on us and i'll take a stand because we can overcome this is not the end i still believe in us Oh, America, you're still the land I love, though a little bruised up. Stars and stripes still cry liberty over evil, over tyranny. Blood poured out for our freedom, they sacrificed it all for this nation. I still believe in us, my America. Our history is full of bravery And heroes fought for our equality Now is the time to make peace And forgive our faults Because united we stand Or divided we will fall I still believe in us Oh America you're still the land I love, though a little bruised up. Stars and stripes still cry liberty over evil, over tyranny. Blood poured out for our freedom, they sacrificed it all for this nation. I still believe in us. America, America, God shed My America, this is the land I love, but we gotta heal it up. Lady Liberty will always be a sign of hope unto the refugee. The immigrant can find escape from oppression to a better place. I still believe in us. My America.